All right, everybody. It is Crash. And Bay. And it's Comic, Comic Book, Book Day. Day. Obviously, Trey is not with us today. Um, there's been some scheduling conflicts, and uh, to still get an episode out, uh, we kind of thought on a whim that, that it would instead be producer Amanda joining us. Hi! Hence Bay, because she is my Bay. as much as I loathe that term of phrase, but she is my babe. She's, she's my love, and she's joining me on this podcast today. Because I'm always available. Hey. You didn't see my thumbs up. But, but uh, anyways, so we are uh, putting out an episode this week. It'll be Amanda and me uh, instead of Trey and I for this week. And Trey will be joining me again next week. We just weren't able to work things out for us to meet up and get an episode out together. So to still keep going with the podcast since we've started up again recently and we want to keep going, we're putting it out, Amanda and me. Amanda and I. Oh. Yes. Wow. <laughs> All right. As you guys know, uh, the podcast is about new comics every week and the uh, news on comics and and pop culture and things of that nature anyways we, we're going to talk about it mostly all comic book related um new things that we've heard throughout the week and it's been two weeks since we last uh put out an episode and what's been going on in the last two weeks well mm -hmm. lots of things have happened for us for us personal stuff yes yes what is what is what has transpired over the past two weeks since we last were able to record? I don't do much. I don't know what's been going on with Trey. He's not here. But uh, I know he, he's been uh, working on his other podcast as well with his brother Brandon. Check that one out. It's called Hard to Entertain. They talk about new movies. They give reviews on movies because everybody's a critic nowadays. And those two are definitely major critics. But don't listen to them if you care about spoilers. Because if you haven't seen one of the things that they reviewed, they will spoil everything. <laughs> yes, so. Spo spoiler heavy, but but they 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 can be funny, so they I mean, have their moments. They have their moments. They're enjoyable. Yeah. So if if you want to just hear hear two guys talk about movies the way you listen to two guys talk about comics on this one, then go ahead and listen to Hard to Entertain. Trey's been working on that one. They have a new episode out already again this week. So go listen to that. But as for us, uh, nothing much has changed. Nope, we don't do much. We're homebodies and we have kids, so uh, I mean we went to, went out to the water park a couple times. Uh, that was fun. Hence the name of the episode for for our last episode. Get getting wet. Uh, for my birthday, I got some Wild Island tickets. We went out and got got wet. We took the kids and they had a great time. Yeah, and uh, so we we one thing we did do over the past two weeks we did go and uh, well, go um, we stayed home again and uh watched she hulk oh yeah that was really good i liked it a lot uh, yeah i really enjoyed it and and it hasn't been getting the best reviews it's actually gotten the lowest reviews of all the shows on on a uh, the marvel disney plus lineup uh, uh it's gotten worse reviews than the uh miss marvel which i also loved they people need to stop being mean to the shows that I really like. They're good. Watch they, out for Amanda. They have their issues, of course, but they're a work in progress. They're trying to start a new era of the heroes. 
Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, the MCU is going to die eventually if they don't continue to bring in new life. And the only thing that you need to work on is the CGI, because even though I don't mind personally, I can see why other people would. I do think they need to work better on, on phasing out certain characters and bringing in new ones, because as of right now, it just seems like they're kind of almost drawing a line and they're just saying, hey, we're getting rid of these ones and we're replacing them with these ones. There needs Rather to be than a... like one gets replaced and then the other ones still are in the movies with these younger ones. So then you have the veterans that are still, in, you know, kind of working with the new ones for a little while before eventually going away. Instead, yeah, they're just transitioning like transitioning them instead of full on cut and everything yeah it almost seems like like she hulk is gonna have have it where like this will be the end of what we see of of mark ruffalo's hulk and we'll just start seeing she hulk and everything even though she hulk is really hot so i would <laughs> not mind seeing more of her she's pretty and she's but, anything prettier as the hulk but mark ruffalo's hulk is one of my favorite characters of all of the mcu so that would be really lame if he was not to appear in any more movies because i hope we still see see more clint barton oh Hawkeye. yeah i love him too even though you're in love with uh Haley steinfeld with yes yeah yeah um she is the woman of my dreams but it does almost seem like they're just kind of like cutting it right there and just saying she's the new hawkeye and same with with a lot of other characters they're going to bring in iron heart that's going to be the new iron man they're going to be mean, replacing brie larson with kamala khan pretty much see but at least with that one they're doing like a, a, not only did they ha she have her own tv show and brie larson made the the cameo appearance spoiler alert for the last episode that's true but also at the same time they're even getting their own movie together but yeah. they're changing miss marvel with outfit. three different captain marvels in it they're changing miss marvel's outfit though which is yeah really but we sad. don't know if if if, if that's going to be like for mm -hmm. good or if that's like she gets this one souped up outfit for a lim limited amount of time then she goes back to wearing she, her regular she one better go back her mom made her that outfit and that'd be so and it also is very true to the comics yeah Either Anyways, way. yeah. So, uh, but the reviews aren't aren't the greatest for it. But screw the reviews most of the time because a lot of times the lowest reviewed shows are some of the best. You know, critics aren't aren't right about everything. And she play and she just played like the character so well that it's a good show for women. It's it's starting to it showing more woman representation in you, the MCU. And which, you can't expect graphics to be top-notch for a tv show no we can't it's better than any of the like uh agents of shield sort of tv shows already and it's already better than that and those were beloved tv shows that had lots of cgi and speaking of uh disney plus we are going to be getting disney plus day coming up on september 8th and Ooh. um for those of you who don't know what that is that we're getting a bunch of new content they're they're unveiling a bunch of new stuff they're making a bunch of things available that were previously only in theaters like thor love and thunder is going to be one of the things that's available september 8th as well as uh, a new cars movie and a couple new things that are all going to be brand new available september 8th pretty and they're calling it Dis disney cars. plus day pretty excited for cars i'm excited for for uh, thor love and thunder because we still haven't seen it i know it's, it, I, that is like the third movie in a I row that's just, an mcu film that we have not seen I in theaters don't like natalie portman in those movies i think she's boring i like her and, and i think I, she's gonna be great as i really as thor. hope that this is what makes me like her but up until now i think she's a very plain jane character ha, ha, ha. No, i like jane i, I don't know I, th I think i think she i've always liked her more than pepper i, I feel, thought pepper was well, ugh, so overdone i feel like the most of the women most of the original original women love interests were just there for plot like I, she was there I to guess. forward the plot 
and that was about it. She didn't have well, much. Well, the first movie she had, like, she was, that, that, that first movie was a romance. That, like, it was like the Marvel romance movie. And I liked her better in the first one, because she actually had more of a character. In the second one, there's there's no development of her character. She's just the same character. Usually. But she gets to smack him, which was funny. Well, that's <laughs> always a plus, but, like, Hermione and Draco. <laughs> It's always nice to see. It's funny that you mentioned that. Harry Potter. When I when in my head, all I'm thinking about is is the fact that Lockhart is the one who directed the first Thor movie. Oh, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> and he made it. A, he made it a romance. I don't know. I'm not big on the first one. I love the I, second one. I the second one's the one of the most panned MCU films and of all I time. I loved it. Why. I loved it. I, I liked the Dark it's Elves. It's the I reason liked... why people have a hard time believing how they got the stones back to where they were supposed to originally go. Rocket can't just be putting it back into her. Well, like yeah, Captain well, can't just be putting it back into her as Rocket's taking it out. Putting that's the stones back thing. doesn't make any sense anyway. Obviously, to begin with. that's not how it went, he, but that's what they were trying to go for originally, and it probably worked, would have worked out a lot better if that wasn't a scene. God, we could talk about that for days because the whole idea of like the multiverse—it's just madness. The whole idea of the multiverse, <laughs> uh, from from the the viewpoint of Loki the tv show loki they make it seem like they have one specific timeline and whenever there's any divergent timelines that are created you know of different universes that they squander that right away and make it go back to being one single timeline but when captain america was going to all these different parts in time and taking the time stones and then coming back i mean i mean taking the stones and then going back and putting them back He's creating so many alternate timelines. Yeah, there's no possible way. Those, that... Yeah. What are they going back and, and taking somehow fixing all those different timelines? I mean, that's something they had to have done if they were trying to keep the one single timeline before everything they, that happened. In they Loki. must have had a handful. They must have been so mad at Cap. Yeah, because him going back and I, I know it's almost like they were just forgiving of it because he's an Avenger and they're like, that's fine. We need him for this timeline that he's now a part of. So he yeah, can... Even him going back they in time. They must have kept him. They must have kept at least another timeline of it. Available. Yeah, him going back in time to, to be with his love, that alone is a separate timeline. And you know that that had a whole different lineup of events that happened. Otherwise, they would know Captain, uh, Captain America coming back and coming back to Peggy. And they would have at least had some record of all that information. And, and also, you, you know that Cap wouldn't have just sat by and let all these terrible things happen. It, you know, all over again. Especially with Bucky and all that. In this that. new timeline. No, he's he's going to save Bucky, make it where he never becomes the Winter Soldier. He's going to um, stop S.H.I.E.L.D. from being taken over by Hydra. He's going to do all these amazing things and, and make this such a better timeline. Unless he's secretly Hydra. Bum, 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 bum. Like in the comics? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Captain Hydra. But, uh, and then, and then finally come back to our timeline after he's already out-aged everyone else because he probably lived into like 2050 something or 2060 something as an old old man and then like outlived his love outlived everybody and then finally came back to our timeline his original timeline was like all right i've lived my life and his voice was like he was out of breath 24 7 maybe he was out of breath maybe he just got they were gonna get a they were gonna get a different actor to play the older him but chris evans wanted to play older well, yeah, it was his goodbye to the series. He wanted yeah. to play himself. Yeah, he said he wouldn't come back unless uh, it was a like perfect quote perfect storyline. He he's more likely to come back as the uh, um, Human Torch than. And I would love that. As a variant of the Human Torch, I loved him as Johnny Storm. That'd be pretty cool, especially with all the stuff going on with Secret Wars. There's gonna be so many variants of different characters and stuff because because that's kind of what they're, they're. I think they're changing the idea of Secret Wars from what it was in the comics to what it is 
going to be for this, it's dealing with the multiverse. And I think it's going to be a bunch of variants all kind of attacking each other to try to be, be the, this, this, the, the one. Yeah, the, the one of the multiverse. Jet Li. Be the Jet Li. <laughs> so, but yeah, that's kind of stuff that's going on with Disney Plus Day. And then um, something else that I read too in news is uh, that um, like there's, there's a bunch of things that are being canceled by HBO Max because there's a uh, since since they've merged with Discovery uh, which I've mentioned in a previous episode too uh, since they merged with Discovery they're actually trying to get away from kids things I didn't realize that that was the whole reasoning they're they're trying to get away from from children's programmings and things like that like like uh, so rude yep they they, um they got rid of like uh, Little Ellen was a show they got rid of multiple seasons of Sesame Street they're really trying to get away from like children's car- shows, live action shows, things like that. They're saying that there's no immediate future for for them when it comes to live action family programming, and so because of that, they they started canceling like a bunch of different things. Like Merry Little Batman was one thing. Uh, the day the Earth blew up, a Looney Tunes movie. Um, Bye Bye Bunny, a Looney Tunes musical. Did I do that? To the holidays, a Steve Urkel story. Uh, I know, I know. That's that's a big one for you. Uh, family matters. I love it so much. The Amazing World of Gumball, the movie. Ugh. So, but but the one good thing though that that is kind of um, that you know, one good news out of all of this is the fact that they are at least trying to shop around for a different place to still put these on. They, they're they're not canceling them outright. They're trying to at least still because they, they've been working on them and they've been in production. They want to still put them out, but put them out maybe through a different thing than HBO Max. Well, if they're pairing up with Discovery, can't they just put it on Discovery Plus? Well, see, but Discovery doesn't want that's the whole thing. With oh them, yeah, because they're, they're Discovery, still, they're, they're trying still to get like the in the in educational sort of stuff. And yeah, well, they're, yeah, they're trying to, to to get away from that. So HBO Max is not the only thing that that WB obviously has to be able to stream through. I'm they, sure they can stream through Hulu too. Yeah, they can stream through multiple different different avenues and so they're 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 shopping around for the best way to still get these programs out one of the major ones though that i wanted to mention was batman cape crusader which i'm way excited about compared to anything else that they're even putting out because it's supposed to be basically a continuation of the animated series yeah the best animated superhero cartoon ever to exist ever that and x-men which x-men's continuing too on disney plus so Disney, I'm getting all of my childhood Disney back. Disney knows how to please. So, um, well, HBO Max was knowing how to please too until they merged with, with Discovery, and now they're screwing everybody. But with Batman: the Cape Crusader, it is it's it's Bruce Tim. It's supposed to be like continuation, but at the same time, the way that it's drawn, it is still very Bruce Tim esque, which is like the animated series. But at the same time, it looks almost like classic Batman. He's got the big ears that kind of go outward rather than regular and. It, it it looked really cool from all the mock-ups that they've done and and everything that they've shown for the cartoon, and I was excited for it. And then they canceled it, but hopefully we can see that on a different streaming platform in the future. Yeah. And then uh, we also have uh, the Mar- Marvel Multiverse RPG, which mm-hmm. you and I are definitely excited about because it's D and D related. And uh, so anybody who's played D and D or played any type of tabletop RPG. This is a Marvel RPG, which I've done in the past before, but this one's probably going to be a lot closer to like D&D 5e and more modern. It's going to have an expanded universe. And it's going to be where you can basically create your own superhero 
within the world of of Marvel. So you so you can be like running around fighting side by side with Spider Man, Captain America, things like that. But as your own character, which is so easy to do because the MCU is just such a broad place because there's so many X Men, there's so many random superheroes. And that... as a DM, it's just a playground for you to basically yeah. grab whatever characters you want and throw them in. Yeah, because and... you can almost anyone that you see in like a comic book that actually secretly could be a mutant for all you know. And it's just, it's really enjoyable to see that kind of stuff. So it brings in a whole new, like, genre of people to play these games. And uh, the news, as far as that goes, that that um, was announced recently because the RPG was actually announced last year. And it's going to be coming out next year, 2023. But um, two two new books were actually announced for it. So the two two first books that are going to be coming out are the core rule book, of course, and that comes out in June, as well as the first adventure book, which is actually titled The Cataclysm of Kang, and so, that's going to come out in July. So next year for my birthday, core rule book. June and July, you know, we're going to get the core rule book, and then the next month we're going to get The Cataclysm of Kang. Sweet. So yeah. Nice to, to hear that. And then some, um, one of the last things that I ha- at least have as far as news goes, because um, I know you have a few other things too, yep. but uh, Joe Quesada, I don't know if you know that name, but Joe Quesada was, was the head of Marvel for a really long time. Yeah. He came from, from, from being um, part of a different uh, publishing company that was actually employed by Marvel to take a lot of their smaller um, titles and basically turn them into bigger titles. Yeah. And they were doing such a good job during the the big boom of, of comics where, like, um, comics were being bought up for really cheap. But then uh, they were expecting to be able to uh, keep going. But people were buying multiple of them because they were thinking that they were going to be worth so much in the future. But they were popping them out so much at the same time that all these comics that people were buying up ones and yeah. twos and threes of are worth nothing because there's so many of them out in the like world. Like we were talking about in the Carnage episode. Yep, if you were to go back and listen to the Carnage episode. Uh, so during that whole time, though, Marvel was going to go bankrupt. But Joe Quesada helped basically save the entire company, and he became the, uh, I believe, CEO of Marvel for a long time. He was the head of, of, of Marvel. He recently has stepped away from Marvel. He, he basically said, hey, I'm still going to be... Every once in a while contributing things to them and things like that. But I'm, for the most part, going to be on the sidelines rooting for Marvel from my own spot in the world, which I'll let you guys know will be amazing. That was his little tweet. So now, um, recently, it has been announced um, through public records and, and stuff that he has um, patents or you know copyrights on uh you know, tr- trademarks on the name Amazing Comics. So he's kind of starting his own publishing company, it looks oh, like, cool. called Amazing Comics, which will probably work with Marvel at, from time to time and stuff, but oh, it's his yeah. own publishing company, Amazing Comics. And uh, and he's also even uh, trademarked Established in Your Imagination. So that's like a trademark of, from his, which is, uh, I think that's kind of cool. So it's Amazing Comics, Established in Your Imagination. You know, instead of like established in 2022 or established. It's, in, it sounds kind of cute. Yeah. Established in your imagination. So, yeah, I like Joe Quesada. He's, he's always done right by Marvel. He's always done right by the fans. And now he's off doing his own thing and kind of, you know, that's probably going to hit real big. So. Well, we can hope. I wish for the, I wish nothing but the best for him. It would be cool if we could have like a third major comic book company. If it could be Marvel, DC and Amazing 
Yeah, they need a little bit more competition in there. Because we got Keep Image, we got Dark Horse, we got IDW, we got you know Dynamite, all those other big ones, but they're not they're not DC or Marvel. <clears throat> the competition also helps all all the different comics thrive because they come out with new ideas, and it'd be it'd be fun to see how all that changes. Which would be a good segue to say that um, as far as competition goes, we're competing with ourselves with the fact that we are going to be coming out with a um, with our first episode ever of a crash course in comics our yeah. other podcast yeah starting with namor and it'll be um so that that is a podcast that um, i've mentioned previously but um uh, it's going to be all about uh me basically giving it an entire history on a specific character or a team of characters from their beginnings in comics all the way up to what they've been doing now and it's just a full history on them so you can basically be an expert on 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 a character or a team of characters and not have to do all the research we'll do it for you and, and it'll be me with a guest star. Which will usually be me. Yeah. So Again, it, it, it is, always available. It is most of the time going to be um, producer Amanda, uh, my fiance. And so our first episode will be Namor. It'll be Amanda guest starring with me. But we, I will have different guest stars from time to time. It will be Trey, I'm sure, um, quite a few times. Some other friends that, that know more about a specific character than I do. So they'll probably, jump in and kind of be, be my expert on the side kind of probably thing. Probably his dad. My dad, when it comes to Spider-Man, or um, our our friend Noah from from our D and D group, who's Who actually loves the Fantastic Four, he's really kind of grown into comics because of me. I, I kind of shoved him in that direction, and now he's reading more comics than I I do, and he's got a whole bunch of different apps. He's been reading like crazy. He knows more about Doom, and I think I'm going to do an episode on Doctor Doom. In sometime another episode, we're going to have to do is uh, Marvel Zombies because that's the one I know the most about. And we do like suggestions, so if you guys. Um, are listening to this and you would love to hear more about a specific character hit us up on social media we'll give you all of our social media handles by the end of the episode you can know who to who to message and and let us know a character or a team of characters you'd like to hear about on our show a crash on comic a crash course on comics and don't forget and don't think we forgot about the suggestions we have already gotten we will keep those in the lineup those are on the way as well because we have gotten suggestions from but, back when Trey and I used to do uh, an entire history of, of on a character back when we first started this podcast. I know Don was one of them. Um, a couple other. Uh, Vision was one of them. But he he's a big one. Hellboy. Hellboy. So so we, we'll, and Hellboy's a, a good one, too, because we had the most recent movie not that long ago. And then I'm sure they're probably going to do another new version of him at some point to keep the licensing. Yeah, I, I think they've been talking about that recently. But... But anyways, that is that is um, uh, going to be a crash course on comics. First episode to name more, and we can officially say um, right now that we will put that episode out. You can look forward to our very first episode of a crash course on comics on September third. It's a Saturday, so get it written down on your calendars. Get ready to listen to an entire history on Namor, who will be premiering in uh, Black Panther Two: Wakanda Forever in the MCU. So if you want to find out more about that character before you see the movie or even um, after you see the movie, you can come back and listen to it, but it will be in a crash course on comics. And so you can check that out on Instagram. You can find us on uh, anchor and all the podcast streaming. Yeah. And then um, what other news did you have? I have a little, a little bit of sad news. An anchor from Marvel, Tom Palmer, he died at the age of 81 on the 18th. So the day after comic book day last week. That's very unfortunate to hear, especially uh, uh, not too long after Neil Adams. 
which made me really sad. I mean, that was only a few months ago that, that he died, and, and that was a major one for me because he was such a prolific um, writer um, slash artist, mostly artist, um, for uh, Batman back in the 80s. And, and he's he's basically like most things you can buy of Batman that, that that's like artwork for like wallets or memorabilia, yeah. things like that, the, the blue and gray Batman, yeah. that's most of the time Neil Adams. Yeah, and Tom Palmer is also known for working on X-Men, Uncanny X-Men. Okay. But where he got his start was Doctor Strange. He's mm. also worked on other uh, storylines using Mark, Spe- Mark Spector, Moon Knight, and also did uh, Avengers Earth, Earth's Mightiest Heroes. Mm. His son is also working in the comic book industry, but he's a, an editor for DC. Which I thought was pretty cool. Yeah, they were kind of competitors, but working together at the same time, it's it's very sweet. Yeah. And moving on to DC news that I had that I thought was hilarious. There's a, a variant cover for DC that for Superman's World's Finest number nine. Ah. And it's about it's making fun of the capes that came out mostly in the '90s. The big no old, capes. The, the over exaggerated large flowing capes. And in oh, the, Edna. And in this one, um, all the ca- the capes are large and flowing, of course, but showing more realistic... Uh, of how they well, would be. ...properties of the Also the even wind. a little bit over-characterized, because oh, it, yeah. it seems like their capes are just crazy long, like yeah. Spawn-style capes, yeah. but just completely over their you faces. You do not see their faces at all, except for maybe like the glow of Batman's Batman's eyes. It's kind of creepy. <laughs> yeah, just blowing in their face in the wind, and... I'm pretty sure it was done by, um... We believe it's Mario Ficillo and... Prasad Rao. That is the one that features the interesting capes, making fun of the 90s alternatives. And then also, uh, we talked about... Oh, not we. uh, Trey and Crash talked about uh, Rick and Morty last week, how they've they've had a long-standing series of comic books. But now they're, they announced a series that's all that's going to be all about Beth, uh, Rick's daughter, Morty's mom. It's going to be about. Uh, and I just recently started watching the show too, so. It's going to be about. I actually know what she's talking about. She has an accident that makes her unable to operate, and she turns to a stranger for help to see if she can get back her normal life. When she says unable to operate, meaning because um, she's a vet and she operates on animals 24-7, right? I don't know. It might actually be she's not able to move her body. Maybe it's an oracle situation. So she's going to be like in a wheelchair? I don't she's know. Be the girl in the chair? The description did not give much detail. So well, When it says operate, that's the first thing that pops in my head, though. Cause she's, it, it, she... it probably is because there's also a line in that same description that says, what the hoof is happening? Yeah, there you and go. she's a horse. She's yeah. a horse veterinarian. Yeah, well, yeah. I, I still remember when when you were first showing me the show, and and they hit a deer or whatever, or a horse or something on the road, and yeah. so she won't give up on trying to save this this deer that they hit, and they brought her to a random veterinarian's office, and yeah. You yeah, were both of, you were very confused about uh, what her profession was, and then found out that it was specifically on like hooved creatures. Yeah, <laughs> but um. Yeah, and, and uh, since our segues are so on point with this episode, uh, <laughs> talking about a, a show created by Dan Harmon, another thing created by Dan Harmon, um, the creator of Rick and Morty, is also Community. If any of you love the show Community, 
um, six seasons in a movie. Uh, that's always been their tagline <laughs> because they wanted, you know, um, in the show they talk about how the best shows go six seasons in a movie. And uh, that's always what you can hope for for any, any good show is for it to go at least six seasons in a movie. Community went six seasons, and we've been waiting for that movie. And now it's confirmed that he is working on something along the lines of a community movie. Yeah, a lot of it has been scheduling conflicts or just they don't they didn't think they had enough fan support but it it seems like as the years go by the fans are rallying it's starting to get even more traction traction and it's exciting because we are huge community fans we've watched it over and over and over again and we've been waiting for that movie even if you're just a childish gambino or like donald glover fan and you haven't seen Community, go back and watch Community because that is kind of where he got his start. And he he's is so the, funny. He's, he might be the best part of the show. He is hilarious. He's adorable. Him he's and Troy. Sweet. I he's... mean, him as Troy with Abed as his best friend. Yeah. The, the two of them are just fantastic. Funny, sweet, naive, ditz. All of you comic book fans out there, which I'm assuming are anyone who's listening to this podcast, even just watch Community because there's so many comic book references. There's so many, like, just inside jokes. There's D&D references. Or even just pop culture. Like, there's so many pop culture references. They movies. reference different movies, TV shows. They, like, follow all the they different They jump tropes. into everything. Because Dan Harmon's great at writing. If you like Rick and Morty, you would you would love Community because it's just the live-action community. Yeah. They even go into different dimensions. So, I mean. Yeah. <laughs> but, yep, working on a movie, finally. Six seasons in a movie. Six seasons in a movie. Yeah. So is that all you got for the news? Yeah, that's all I've got. That's everything? That's all I've got. All right. Uh, one other thing I do want to mention, too, um, since we brought up uh, uh, the show that you and I are going to be doing, um, Crash Course in Comics, uh, we also mentioned in the last episode, or no, it was actually the episode prior, that uh, um, we announced no matter what, we will be getting married uh, a year from, from that point, uh, our anniversary, because our one of our last episodes was on our anniversary yeah it was like the last episode um and we talked about we're gonna be getting married a year from then on the 10th but most likely uh that's not gonna happen we're it's probably gonna... gonna be getting married on the solstice of next year yeah which, because winter solstice more than likely the 21st because that's what they what date it usually lands on and that will have been uh six years of, of us being engaged yep because uh, I pulled the trigger real quick on that engagement, but I did not oh, pull the yeah. trigger real quick. Real quick. Three years. Three about, years. Hey, some people are, are together for like 10 years before they get engaged. I pulled the trigger on that one, but yeah. I have we have not pulled the trigger on the marriage yet. But that's both of us. That's not just me. Yeah. It's, it, well, it's just a piece of paper. We've and been together for long enough. We have pandemic and three kids. So many other things pushing. Push so. I mean, it means a lot, but also at the same time, it's a lot of time and energy we have to put into it. And we have a very little time or energy or money or money. So podcast doesn't pay the bills. So if you want to send us money for our <laughs> wedding, I mean, just kidding. Start a GoFundMe. Yes. So that is something else I wanted to mention. Yep. So probably the 21st of December is going to be our new date. So uh, and hopefully that'll be the last time we, we, we push it again. And well, anyways, uh, let's go ahead and maybe move right on over to new comics for the week. Oakley doakley. So uh, <laughs> we we do have 17 new comics coming out with Marvel and 15 for DC. So let's start with Marvel and new comics coming out this week for Marvel. Um, starting off is Amazing Spider-Man. And that's Amazing Spider-Man number 8, which uh, Legacy is number 902. 
uh, like we've mentioned in previous episodes about Amazing Spider-Man, is that everyone basically hates Peter right now. Everyone hates Spider-Man. Mary Jane is no longer with him. She's moved on. And isn't he working with uh, Harry Osborn? Well, that's the thing. The only person who who basically doesn't hate Peter right now and wants to work with him and is trying to be a friend with him almost is Norman Osborn. And uh, Vulture basically at this time is blaming Peter for problems that he's having with his granddaughter and kind of coming between her and him. So he ends up attacking Spider-Man and it kind of uh, in the previous episode ends with him being dropped from like an airplane super high up, up in the air and he finds himself in need of of a friend and so norman is going to be that one and you can tell from the cover that there's some new stuff uh being given to him and his new gadgets that he seems to have on this cover are quite familiar because one of them is a glider oh gosh yeah so he's spider-man on a glider with like pumpkin bombs and everything too i goblin mean goblin man or is it gonna be spider goblin yeah because he's quite quite literally has like a pumpkin bomb in his hand and he's got a spider glider. Or green spider? <laughs> spider glider. Yeah. Green spider or spider goblin? Spider goblin. Yeah. That sounds, sounds about right. There's been all, all different types of goblins. Even um, uh, you can already f- see uh, covers for later issues that are going to be coming out in future weeks. And one of them even is him on the glider fighting against Hobgoblin on another glider. That sounds awesome. So Spider-Man on a, on a glider, something we thought we'd never see. That's that's happening now. So after Amazing Spider-Man, though, with him working with Norman, we get Avengers Forever, number eight. And that is the storyline titled Fists of the Unworthy Thor. And it's because it revolves around Thor, the unworthy Thor. And um, this is like the most broken Thor that we've ever seen in, in the universe. He's... He's gone through a lot of stuff. He's witnessed the deaths of, of most of his people, um, the destruction of Asgard, things like that. And he's just, he's a broken man. And where he goes to find solitude and to find redemption and kind of like a re- rebuilding of himself is Kunlun. Hmm. And Kunlun is where Iron Fist yeah. is from. And so he literally becomes the new Iron Fist. That's so cool. So it's Thor as Iron Fist is what, what we're going to be getting. So the immortal Iron Fisted... <laughs> Thor. <laughs> so that should not be the name of it. The the, the immortal iron-fisted Thor. Unworthy. So after that though, we do get Axe Judgment Day number 3 and Axe of course being an acronym for Avengers, X-Men and Eternals. That's the big war that's going on right now currently. And this is where Judgment Day officially begins. And they've they've turned the tide in this war and and made some things happen. And they're kind of curious if they can take back what, what has already been done and possibly try to stop it. And they're not sure. And we'll find out. Oh, yeah. Um, I was looking at some of the the variant covers of it. And there's one by Peach uh, Mokomo that's very... Peach like, Momoko. Momoko. Mm-hmm. I know how to say things. And it it's like Momoko, it's very um, it's very cute. It's like you're very the Japanese like one. chibi so. fairy with like it has storm and it has Miss Marvel or Captain Marvel on it. it very cute and uh, Trey, of course, being the lover of all yeah, things I Peach Momoko. Him that. It's so cute. It is a very cutesy cover. 
and yeah, they're kind of floating over um, crossbones because crossbones plays a, plays a major part in yeah. this storyline. It's very watercolory and just it's very pretty. Yeah, cro- crossbones plays a major part in this as well as another um, storyline that I'll get to in a little bit. Actually, coming up next, because uh, the next thing that we will talk about is Captain America: Symbol of Truth, mm. which in Symbol of Truth, uh, it's going to be. Um, we were already talking about it. It's it's uh, how uh, Cap has kind of found out that there's some things going on with the shield that he didn't know about with the, its beginnings and its creation. And he's found out a lot of uh, things went into into its creation that he didn't know about. And so he's kind of uncovering a lot of truth in that. He's he's uncovered a cult. He was following them to this volcano where it shows where actually the shield was originally created. Now this is more, this storyline is more towards Sam's side of it sam being uh falcon turn, is sam turn, gonna have to turn help Captain him take America. the shield up to the volcano and throw it in <laughs> yes this is mordor and because every that, every good hero has to have their sam the one sh- yeah, the their one their one shield to, to rule them all and so uh but sam uncovers this this plot um that is going to be really bad for both wakanda and the u.s in this storyline and he tries to stop it but wakanda does not want to play ball they don't want to help out um and and work with the u.s and with sam to try to stop this plot that's gonna hurt both of them and so he basically has to try to help both kind of under the radar while and, they're kind of both against him at that yeah, point. yeah of course like, eh. it's, it's always i feel like he always has the harder things to deal with than cap cap comes in punches somebody and he's like i'm the golden boy and sam's like okay i'm gonna try to deal with this political bullshit and yeah, and probably still with, get the, the raw end of the seems deal. like to deal he deals with the more yeah underlying issues that just like that aren't good for cap's image picking so. up the trash and also, um, I will mention that with the uh, Axe Judgment Day that we were talking about and how you, you really like the fact that there's a Peach Momoko cover, I do think with each new issue, there's also a, a new um, Scotty Young cover. Yeah, which also looks very cute. It's adorable because it's his own um, version of drawing like a uh, celestial, like looking yeah. down going, oops, and, and it's <laughs> it's adorable. But anyways, caught my eye. But yeah, we get uh, so in this new Captain America, there also is um, a whole underlying story of White Wolf and Crossbones working together. So not only is Sam having to deal with everything going on with Wakanda and, and the U.S., he also has to deal with White Wolf and Crossbones. All right, and then after Captain America, we go to Carnage, Carnage number five. And the coolest thing about this storyline is it is just Carnage. And when I say that, it means that there is no Cletus. That's so weird. No though. Cletus Cassidy because. Cletus's codex has found a new new home, new host, leaving Carnage to, for the first time, really. I mean, there's been a couple other times where it's kind of been on its own, but it's found its way to, to Cletus. This time, it has no Cletus to go back to. It is just Carnage, and that's it's, terrifying. And and it's wreaking havoc. It's just destroying everything in, in its wake. Oh, it and can't be and, havoc. and ha- his name is Carnage. Yeah, it's not Alex. So it it has its own motives that we haven't found it to be quite clear yet it's kind of it does seem to have an idea of what it's doing but it's just destroying things and getting almost reinforcements even to at the same time but no cletus only carnage and destruction 
and then after Carnage, we go to Damage Control. Damage Control number one. That looks like so much. It looks like such a fun comic. Yeah. By the lineup that's in it. The lineup that it shows even just on the first issue is Quicksilver, Nightcrawler, Moon Knight, She-Hulk, Ghost Rider, and some random dude. And that <laughs> some random dude is actually uh, Gus. His name is Gus. And the whole comic is seen through his eyes. He's this new recruit for damage control damage control is like a bunch of superheroes who clean up the mess of other superheroes yeah so when there's big destruction and big wars that happen and and destroy towns and things these superheroes come in and they f- they clean up the mess they fix the problem and and kind of get rid of of what what is left behind there was an episode of the ultimate spider-man where he had to work on damage control as like a punishment but yeah. then end up being like an undercover sort of thing but he grew a new appreciation for the people who clean up their messes. And this comic is from the same person who created the Goldbergs TV show. Oh, gosh. Yeah, the 80s TV show. Yeah. yeah. Or the TV show that takes place in the 80s. And, uh, yep, it's all... And this whole thing is a behind-the-scenes kind of look at that super cleanup crew. And, yep, got that fresh-faced uh, Gus as, as the main <laughs> person. And you get to see it all from his point of view. Kind of reminds me of the old uh, Hellboy movie. Uh, there was the new guy to that group who was supposed to who was like assigned to be basically Hellboy's babysitter yeah. in a way. And he was like the new guy, fresh faced to all of this. He thought he was gonna be like an FBI agent and winds up being thrown into this world of creatures and, and yeah. monsters and everything. Yeah. Where he just feels even more helpless because he doesn't know anything. Falls in love with on. Hellboy's love. So yeah. Kinda reminds me of that when I was when I was looking into it. But next up we get Defenders Beyond number two. And Defenders Beyond is uh, a lineup that is also really kind of cool because it's Loki, Blue Marvel, America Chavez, who's really kind of blowing up right now because of Multiverse of Madness. So, uh, and it has uh, Taya and Tigra, and um, they they basically travel to the second cosmos is what it's called. And they end up in the hands of its overseers, and it's all up to Loki to try to save them. And next up, we get Fantastic Four, number 46. And that actually has um, big guest star in it, Namor. Ha-ha. Talking about how we're going to do an episode on Namor. So um, if you want to find out more about him before you read this issue and find out more about who this character is in the comics specifically, even listen to our episode that's going to be coming out on the 3rd. Yes. On September 3rd. So this uh, this issue though coming out today uh, it has namor in it and we finally get to meet reed's mysterious secret unbeknownst to him sister until he it was um brought the attention was brought to him by the watcher and uh he had no idea that he had a sister this is nathaniel richards which is reed richards father kind of secret other child and we don't know who she is but most likely my assumption would be because Kang is related to Nathaniel Richards, but but it's never mentioned that he's related to Reed. I mean, and it's always kind of weird, even though like obviously he is in some way like a half relation because because they both are related to Nathaniel. But so this meeting this other person, this might be more of a direct ancestor to Kang to Kang because Kang is is Nathaniel Richards like the third or something. I forgot what his full name is, but. Maybe we'll get a little bit more of a tie-in with that. That'd be nice. So we actually might see one of Kang's actual ancestors. If you want to find out more about Kang, we did do an episode on him a little while back. Go further back in the uh, Conflict Day with Crash and Trey 
episodes and you'll hear an entire history on Kang, which actually was a really fun one. Oh, and for this comic, there's also another uh, a variant cover, just like uh, we didn't mention with the Defenders uh, Beyond, but there's uh, their Predator covers for each one. Yeah, that Trey, are... Trey and I mentioned that in, in, in a previous episode, that they're really doing a lot of versus Predator covers and across all are, of Marvel. And they're awesome. Yeah, there's quite a few of them. Like the Defenders one shows all of the, the, the team fighting against a Predator in the middle of like a city, so... A lot of Predator covers going on. It just had to be mentioned. They're so cool. And then this this next one's pretty cool. It's it's Genus Vell, Captain Marvel, number two of five. This storyline, this this comic, is it revolves around the son of the original Captain Marvel. The original Captain Marvel being Marvel. This is Genus Vell, his son. Ooh. And there's a lot of people out to get him, including who's on the cover of this issue. Big picture of his face. None other than. Thanos. Thanos. Yes, Thanos is is the big guy for this one, and we have no idea why he's after Genus, but it seems like everyone is. And I'm assuming it is Genus, not Genus, but Genus Vell. Genus Vell. So. And then next up we get Marauders number five. And in Marauders number five, what's kind of cool about this series is the fact that Marauders is a team of time-traveling, mutant-saving characters. And they're all led by Captain Pride, which is Kitty Pride. Yeah. Yeah, and, she, and she's dressed like a like a pirate captain almost, which is kind of cool. Does she still have her little dragon? Lockheed? Yeah. Lockheed the purple dragon? Um, yes, right there on her shoulder. Which is even so, more. So it's almost like her parrot. Yes. Yeah, and, uh, and so, yeah, it's a team that, that involves uh, Kitty Pride, Bishop, Dakin, Wolverine's son. Psylocke, a whole bunch of, of, of characters all traveling through time trying to save mutants, mutant kind. They're basically going around saving mutants that are about to be killed and things like yeah, that. Yeah, because so. weren't, they, weren't they starting to get low on mutants? Oh, they've, they, they go low on mutants, go high on mutants, go low on mutants again. Are I they, mean, are they at the, the lowest uh, that they went was when... Is that where they're, uh, they're saving a bunch of mutants all of a sudden just because they're running low again? I, I'm not sure, but probably they always are, are running low on mutants. No, I think it's just that, that they're just... They they, the they've ability, made it their, they well they've just made it their goal because I mean there's a million teams for the X Men this specific team they've made it their goal to just go and save the time specifically mutants and so they they travel through time to do it they they also do it in their own time they're just made it their goal to save mutants That's good. specifically and with a pirate and, they're, and they're called the Marauders uh. yep yep next up we also have the Miles Morales Spider Man. Number 41. Miles Morales' Spider-Man involves a really huge storyline where he's been kind of going through the Spider-Verse. And uh, he he winds up in this world that he thought he was going back to his regular world, but instead it's actually a world taken over by an evil emperor who is a clone of himself. Emperor Miles, basically. But he goes by Selim. Selim is, is the, the emperor of this new world. Which is being referred to as the Empire of the Spider. He is the new emperor of it. He's this evil version of Miles, and he's trying to take him on. And he comes across his sister, Billy, who didn't have Miles in her life. She kind of went down a darker path, has a darker um, view towards Spider-Man because, you know, Spider-Man was killed. Miles Morales in this universe was killed as Spider-Man. Peter 
um, is going to suffer the same fate, it looks like. Even on the cover of it, it shows evil Miles, Salim, holding a knife to Peter's throat. Oh, yeah. And so his sister, Billy, is actually one of the leaders of the revolution against the Emperor. And so she's pretty cool because she's almost like half cyborg, but she's got like spider-like robotic things and stuff too. I'm just imagining Penny Parker, but instead of like her and the robot separately, she got combined. I can't remember her exact name in this, but it's like Spider Slayer or something is, is the name of, of her character in this alternate universe. That'd be sweet. Yeah, pretty pretty cool. And so uh, they are working together to try try to take down evil him in this new world. And then after Miles Morales Spider-Man, we have Shang-Chi. Yeah. Yes, Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings, number two. And every in this storyline, everyone has heard has found out about the Ten Rings. It's become media attention, and everyone knows about the Ten Rings, which has brought new light to them, which has, of course, brought a lot of villains to Shang-Chi's doorstep trying to get the Ten Rings. Yeah. So they all want him. They all want the Ten Rings. He's going to be busy, busy. Also enter Leiko Wu, which if you uh, would go back and listen to our episode on Shang-Chi, you'd find out all about Leiko, who was a longtime love interest of Shang-Chi, who would come in and out of his storylines all the time. Part of his original group, his original group of friends that he kind of hung out with when he first broke away from his father. And she needs help saving another one of their old friends, Clive Reston. So it's almost like a reunion, this this whole new storyline, this new, this new comic book for Shang-Chi. It's a reunion of, of sorts with his love interest, his old friends everything and so he's gonna need that help so so well he needs to help her get his old friend because his old friend needs help while at the same time he's avoiding getting attacked and and getting these rings taken away one thing i like about the uh, shang chi series is that it's super colorful because when i i first looked at the the cover for the main cover for this comic and it it looked like he was going to be fighting the power rangers Yes. Because I, I saw a yellow ranger, I saw a green ranger, it just looked like it was so colorful. Which if you go back and listen to our episode, there is a whole storyline where he inhabits like this giant version he... of himself. Yeah, he becomes Yeah, gigantic. he becomes big, big and fights a, a dragon that has come out of Madripoor with like Madripoor all down its spine basically. It's got like the city yeah. on its back and he fights this giant dragon where it's very Power Rangers out of nowhere. Yeah. So, love that. Just... But, Love the colors and it's just very bright and vibrant. And, and then if you're not getting enough Spider-Verse action, uh, the next thing on our list is Spider-Gwen, Gwenverse, number five, and that's out of five. So this is the finale, which interestingly enough, she's fighting against somebody named Finale. That is the name of the <laughs> big the big villain. And she's been kind of going from, from universe to universe, kind of getting these other Gwens and meeting these other Gwens and kind of almost recruiting them and... Now she has to fight this character named Finale, and she doesn't know if when she defeats him, if this is going to destroy all these other universes, or if she's going to be able to keep these, you know, these other Gwens. What's going to happen to everyone? What's going to happen to her universe? She doesn't know if if her universe will will survive, but now she's taking on Finale in the finale. A little bit on the nose, don't you think? Yeah, right. And then uh, we have some Star Wars stuff. Two different Star Wars titles. We usually have multiple every time. And so the first one up is Darth Vader. So Star Wars Darth Vader number 26, where the elephant in the room is finally addressed with Anakin's big fear of sand. <laughs> his his loathsome enemy sand is, is finally addressed where he 
he needs to save some people. He goes to, to save them, and he has to do it through a gigantic sandstorm. And so we get to see how Darth Vader deals with, with a giant sandstorm now that he's become the ultimate badass villain that he is. Will he still cower in the fear of sand as, as Anakin would, or will he triumph My question it? is, why is he saving anyone? He's Darth Vader. He doesn't yeah. need anyone else. He's good. Yeah, and the storyline, I'm, I'm, I believe, yeah, they're allies of his. And, and since he is kind of like a very... Um, uh, lawful evil. He kind of has his own intentions yeah. for things. He probably and, still had plans for them, so he doesn't want to get rid of them. Yes, yeah, they, they fit into his plans how he how he needs them to. So he's he has to 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 get them out of out of here, and take out whoever is is doing wrong, and at the same time survive a sandstorm. And then uh, the last Star Wars one is Doctor Afra, number twenty three. I remember when Doctor Afra was just starting years ago star wars dr afra and i was working at the comic shop i was working at omega frog in this specific issue uh dr afra is actually the one who needs saving so some people are, are from the crew are trying to save dr afra and ultimately we will end marvel with wolverine patch number five that's out of five as well this is the finale of it this storyline though go back and pick them up and read them if you if you like 007 if you like espionage and storylines like that this is supposed to be an earlier storyline of, of wolverine from back in the day in madripoor where he is almost seen as like a 007 type character even on the cover of like the first issue he's he's decked out in a full white suit he's got an eye patch and that's why they call him he's known in madripoor as patch and <laughs> guest starring throughout the series too is nick fury nick fury who also has an eye patch. Uh-huh. So if you, if you don't have enough patches to begin with, there you go. But Wolverine patch is the storyline, and this is the final issue of it, so go back and pick them up. There's only five of them. But just Sounds a fun. standalone storyline of Wolverine and Madripoor as like a, a suave 007 type. So with Marvel out of the way, we are going to jump over to DC. And with DC, the first thing that we have on the list is Action Comics 1046. Because they're keeping with that legacy numbering, unlike Marvel with their issues twos and threes now. And and then sometimes they jump back to the legacy numbering. and then they Or they'll at least like mention what their legacy number is, but which is nice. I like that. But this one, it's still a lead up to the climactic battle of War World. Superman is going to retrieve a mythical weapon. War, Superman, who we all thought was dead yeah. in the storyline with up to this point. But, um, I forgot that that Trey was, was Trey was even mentioning that in, in a previous episode, that like it was thought that he was going to be dead because his timeline runs out, supposedly, from the Legion of Superheroes in the future. They were talking about it and freaked the hell out of his son, who was currently being Superman on Earth. So. Yeah. And, and he's trying to get a mythical weapon that can help free the people of War World. And... On the other hand, Superman's family combines forces to retrieve something called the Genesis Fragment from one of Superman's classic enemies. I'm not sure what it is yet, but I'm very interested to find out. The Genesis Fragment? Yeah. But I'm, I don't know. Something what I'm is, sure Trey probably knows exactly I'm what sure it is. I'm sure he does, because <laughs> like, when I think of classic villain, I'm, I just, you know, I'm so curious. Now I need to figure out who it is. But there were a couple variant covers. Of Hot it. damn. But one, the main one that is most mention- worthy to talk about is obviously the swimsuit cover. And it's Supergirl in her cute little bikini with little flowy red skirt. And she done by Art Germ, which is one of mine and Crash's favorite 
artists. Artists. It's so pretty and smooth and just yeah. whoa. hot damn. Yeah. Yes, yeah. They they did a good job on um, that one. I'm yeah. I'm enjoying all these bathing suit covers, all these swimsuit and Superman variant in the back. covers. Superman looking all stoic in the background. Um, but yeah, check that out because it looks good. And how how very millennial of her holding up her cell phone, taking a selfie out on the beach. And in that's her why Superman is all like, "Oh, I'm just standing here. No, yeah, don't not, mind me. I'm not flexing yeah. at all." And then next up on my list is that we have Batman but- Fortress number four of eight. Batman and Lex Luthor are teaming up, and they seem to be in desperate times because. Why would Luke, uh, Lex and uh, Batman be teaming up? That's a bit odd of a combination. Yeah, they're both rich dudes. Um, it's it's because in this series also uh, Superman is is still missing, mm-hmm. and they have they have no idea where he went. So they're off to the fortress of solitude, hoping that they can find any like sign of him. When aliens are also currently invading. The only Earth. reason why Lex would ever want to try to find out where Superman is. Or is that I don't a... like you, but now that aliens are going to be or invading, it's like... just his excuse to go to the for... get <laughs> to the fortress of solitude. solitude. Be like, hey, um, I need help getting. I don't have a key in, but Batman does, so, so I'm gonna I'm gonna get his help. I do love though because most most of the time they never do this anymore with covers. They have a, a speech bubble on the cover of the main the main cover A for yeah. Batman Fortress, and it's him saying, "Follow me if you want to live." So Batman gets to like <laughs> quote Terminator on on the cover of Batman Fortress, which is pretty sweet. Next I have on my list is Batman White Knight Presents Red Hood, part two of two. There's only two issues of that one. Yeah, and... Um, we mentioned it in the last episode as well. It's kind of the the, the Red Hood of this version, this universe, yeah, which is the White, the White Knight universe. Jason is back, on his way back to being a hero. He got a eager little sidekick, and her name is... Jan, I think, and he is hell bent on creating like the best Robin, trying to show Batman like you may have pretty much thrown me away, but hey, I I can make an even better Robin than you ever did. And in this uh, issue, it features a villain that I don't think has really been seen since like Batman Beyond series. Yeah, it uh, takes place with the with the world of like Neo Gotham. Yeah, so it's uh, Shriek. From, uh, from, uh, Batman, Batman Beyond. Beyond, and he's only made a couple of cameos. He made a cameo in Justice League uh, Unlimited at the end of that, and mm. also in Batman Beyond in the comics. Yeah, wasn't wasn't Shriek also in the Superman animated series at some point? I don't think so. When I was trying Just to Justice look further League. into Shriek, that's all I really, all the information I've got because that was the last thing I saw him in was Batman Beyond, and. As you know, Shriek is, you can guess that his powers have to do with sound manipulation and stuff, so. <coughs> so um, it's not Shriek like um, Carnage's girlfriend. You know, they ha- I think they have similar abilities. Things. Well, I think Shriek from DC is more of a, his suit does it, and Shriek from Marvel is it just inherent That's her power. voice, yeah. She's yeah. a mutant in, in Marvel, I believe. And so that looks pretty good, his little sidekick, and he's he's on his way. <laughs> making his own name his own version of batman yep next is dc mech number two of six uh this one features wonder woman on the cover mostly and it's featuring wonder woman and green lantern and they're gonna save 
Batman and the Flash from Invaders, from an invader from the stars, which is Superman. Ooh. Uh, but um, Superman's trying to convince him, hey, I'm not, I'm not a bad guy. I, I'm not here to, uh, to hurt you guys. And they're not, they're not really having it. And even though Hawkwoman, who is known as the War Mother of Earth, is trying to step in and prove his innocence as well. I'm not a big fan of these mechs. You're not sort a of fan of mechs in general. Mechs sort of things, but one of the covers is pretty awesome because I think it's going to be it'd be like a really cool poster or something. It's it's a um, blueprints. A blueprints of a Superman suit. Yeah, they have a blueprint for, for issue suit. one and a blueprint for issue two. Well, issue but, one's Batman, issue two Superman. Yeah, but I think Superman's mech suit looks a little bit cooler in blueprint form. And also, he looks pretty good, and they show him in his little pilot outfit. Yeah, yeah, And... Apparently, you have a crush on Superman. Um, this one? And, yeah, so this one is, is them in mech suits, whereas there's actually another uh, comic book series where it's it's robotic versions of them, but it's them as robots, not... Yeah, that's even not... It's almost like Beast Wars case. mixed with DC, which I think is, if anything, cooler, because it's not people wearing mechs. It's literally, like, just robotic versions of them, mm. which I think is cool. I'm not a big fan of either. What's next is Deathstroke Incorporated number two, also known as Deathstroke Year One Part Three. Um, His first assassination attempt goes bad and he has to fight his way out of a sticky situation. The fun fun part about this issue is that Oliver Queen comes in and tries to stop him. So now it's Deathstroke versus Green Arrow. So... (laughs) Again, not a co- like. I don't think of that combination as being something you'd normally see. But then again, like. No, no, no. The the fun part of this uh, of this issue is the variant cover. Yeah. Again, <laughs> the the swimsuit variant cover for this one as well. Yeah, he's like Deathstroke is wearing his mask, only in his and only wearing his uh, swimming trunks, hanging a man over the side of a yacht. With for a, a shark to eat. Yeah, with a giant shark ready to grab at him. And it's drawn very Archer-esque. Yeah, and so it dark, has like the dark, bold, bold lines. lines and, yeah. and what is going on in Detective Comics 1063? Bruce and Harvey uh, are one are just wondering when Gotham is going to stop needing the Batman for a lot of Harvey it. Harvey Dent? Yeah. Harvey Dent. Is he hanging out with Two-Face again? And Batman is... Okay, this issue... this. This one confused me because I don't know much about the series. And so I can't tell if it's like a metaphorical Batman's fighting demons type thing. Or is it like literal metaphysical demons that he's fighting? So, yeah, he's actually coming across literal like demonic beings. Yeah. And then and then the one person who comes to ask him for help is, is Harvey Dent. Is but, Two-Face. Yeah. But it, it was hard for me to clear up since i haven't been reading the series whether it was metaphorical or if it was supposed to be literal demons the whole thing is is he too late to be helping is everything already going to hell as it is but yeah it looks like a very dark storyline almost like they're trying to go for uh, a long halloween kind of yeah there are also one of the the lines for the description is saying that is he is he a is batman a detective or is he the devil Ooh mysterious and then uh <laughs> and then uh but i love that cover that, that cover is beautiful it with is like it almost looks like pink blood going all, all out of uh the person laying on the bat symbol. that's also a very anime-esque thing like classic 
not trying to show blood, so they turn it pink, which is very interesting. And it also has, because this is Detective Comics uh, 1063, which with this new new line of comics, it is uh, number 27, it, it does have a uh, variant cover that is of Batman's first appearance in Detective Comics number 27. Then the, the next series we have going is Fables 154. It's a continuation. It's the four, chapter four of a continuation of an old on, ongoing storyline. This arc is called the Black Forest, chapter four. Fables is a very, very long ongoing storyline, very long ongoing comic book. It's been around for a while and it has just a bunch of volumes. And this year is its 20th anniversary. Yeah, it just recently started picking up on where it left off, and it's about a bunch of retelling of, like, fairy tale characters in, uh, like, one universe altogether. They have whole new interactions. It's a little bit... It's a black label uh, comic, so then it's 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 a little bit darker. Dark, mature. And, yeah, there's definitely some mature parts of it. Yeah, if anybody's ever read any of the older Fable comics, you know what we're talking about. And this is just smack dab in the middle of a storyline, so we're not going to get too too much into it. Um, next is Harley Quinn number 21. Uh, Task Force X part 4. Is, is she still in space? They're on their way back from space. and Because um, I love that. I love the idea of, of Harley Quinn getting shot off to space for some random reason. Well, it's because uh, Luke, uh, Luke Fox wanted him to, wanted them her and a group of other villains to fight this alien that was in space. Like, I think it was by the moon. Okay. And then, um, one small step for clown kind. Yeah. And it, now they're making their way back because this alien is headed towards earth tr- thinking that it's the son of Luke Fox. So okay. it's trying to find its daddy. Maybe that's the reason why he sent him out there. He's like, I need to get rid of this, this, this yeah. yeah gonna make make my family name bad because if you know who luke fox is his father is lucius fox who is the person who's always helped batman with like gadgetry and things like that at wayne tech and he's also batwing and he's currently retired so will he come out of retirement to help out with all of this nonsense that's happening with his supposed son and then this one had a lot of fun variant covers with Harley. One was like Harley through the ages. You get to see the evolution of Harley. All of her different costumes, which yeah. uh, in my opinion, I still feel like nothing beats her original. But Which is very cute and fun. There's a fishnets one, though, that seems very uh, seductive. I do enjoy, like, I've grown to like her, like, pink and blue hair moment that she's got going on. And then there's a Killing Joke variant cover. Oh, gosh. That's where she creepy. looks real creepy. It's still not as creepy as the Joker looked in that. She because still looks kind of cute. It seems like with every issue of, of the Harley Quinn series right now, she she has a classic variant. A variant of a classic Batman cover. So, um, like, she had one where she was swinging in with Batman, which was supposed to be a take on Detective Comics number 27. And then she had one of her jumping through um, the, like, drum, kind of punching out of it, like uh, the first appearance of Robin. And now this one is her on the cover of what would normally be the killing joke of Batman. I mean, of Joker holding the camera, but instead it's her holding the camera. And then of course we get a swimsuit cover. Yeah. Which is her on top of a, like a vat of acid. Yeah. A vat of acid. And it's like leaking all over the place. And it looks like she turned it into a little sailboat. But, and she's like sailing up with her little bandana and she has her hyenas. They, they look like they want to go like, I want to touch the water. And they made her look really good. 
Yeah. Curvy as uh, as always. And then it's funny because of all of all the characters to to give a one piece to, they gave a one piece to to Harley Quinn, who I feel like would not be wearing a one piece. No, I think she would because it's cutesier. Yeah, I guess. And she she either goes really slutty or really cutesy, and and also her first her first outfit in all of her full body co- was coverage. for a full body suit. That I but think... lately, uh, I mean, she's she's probably one of the, she she might be the number one overly sexualized character. And that in comic is why they right put now. her in a one piece, or that's why she put herself <laughs> in a one that piece. Shit down. She's just like, oh, you expect me to wear a two-piece? Ha, nope, I'm wearing a one-piece. How's that for Goofy? So then we also have Justice League versus the Legion of Superheroes, number five. This one has to do with um, trying to find, it's two, pretty much two versions of the Justice League from different time periods coming together by an, a mysterious evil. And it's always a mysterious evil bringing people together. Yeah, uh, I don't, I'm not the sure. Center. Still not sure exactly what is the mysterious evil, mm-hmm. but it's probably the center. It's just it's another. It's the middle of a series, and again, something we won't get into too much, much. because it's right in the middle of a whole storyline that you can go back to and read. Because this is issue number five, and you can always go back to issue number one and find out what's going on with with what's bringing these versions of these characters together. The next one is Olympus rebirth it's a one shot olympus rebirth number one and it's about um after years and years of fighting and bitter violence in, from the uh greek pantheon it's um, literally a whole storyline of the actual greek gods and all that fighting pretty much stops to at least at least to welcome their newest goddess hippolyta hippolyta who is the mother of the amazons yeah well, yeah the mother of the amazons the mother of of princess diana which is Wonder Woman. Yeah. Hippolyta and... could not have children herself, and so she built a, a baby out of clay and prayed to, to Zeus to bring life to the child. And so, boom, all of a sudden this clay baby was bestowed with powers and, and life, and it yeah. became Wonder Woman. After all of her hard work looking after the Amazons and defending Earth, she has earned her rightful place among the gods, and she uses her powers to help her Amazon sisters from the beyond. Which I think is very lovely. One of the variant covers being a just full cover picture of Hippolyta with her name written across the top. And she looks, she looks gorgeous. So I gotta wonder if, if each issue might have a different god as a variant cover. So like issue two might be like Zeus and it'll say Zeus across the top and it'll be a full yeah. picture of him. And next up we also have... Robin, Robin. number 17. Robin is heartbroken. Lord Deathman reveals the truth about Flatline. And which Robin is this? This is Damien. Oh yeah, and Flatline I think is his girlfriend. Yeah, Flatline is a very interesting character that... Um, I haven't been reading it, but I'm pretty sure that's something that Trey mentioned, is the fact that, that Flatline is someone that uh, that he's seeing. And she's an anti-villainess. Her powers are... Uh, she's a master of martial arts, and also she has post-mortem absorption, which means when she, someone dies in her arms, she gets their powers and their abilities that they have. Whoa. Which, Flatline, I guess that makes sense. And she's, and she's pretty good looking, too. Really? Yeah, with, she's very black and white art style, and she, and she hey, has almost she have like, like a, blue skin or something? Or like no, it's like white. silver. Oh, okay. With that hinge of blue, like tinge of blue in it, just for depth. But um, she also has like a skull almost imprint on her on her face. She's a very interesting looking uh, looking woman, and apparently a secret has been revealed, and we're wondering if Damien will be able to forgive her. For what though? 
What has she done? I don't know yet. <laughs> um, Go back and read it. And he's tra- he's been training to be a hero, but this is going to open up a new chapter for him. It will help help him find his place in the DCU and as a hero on, as on his own. Swamp Thing number 16 is next, and it's the finale. It's 16 of 16. Swamp Thing is restored to full power. He's on a mission to save Earth. And when isn't he on a mission to save Earth? This is Swamp Thing. Yeah, and after all the blows that he's taken, will he finally be able to? He was literally a White Lantern at one point. I mean, like the dude is just like the the ultimate beacon of good. A beacon of life. life. That's the yeah. thing. He's the beacon of yeah, life. Yeah, not necessarily good, but of life. And so, will he be able to stop everything before it's too late? As like every comic book is. <laughs> the next one is Tales of the Human Target Number One. Man, how many times this guy has had a comic? I'm pretty sure this issue might have even already been delayed because I'm pretty sure I've already talked about Tales of the Human Target. Number no, one, the, but... well, maybe this has been delayed, but this is um, the Human Target was a was a series of comics, and this is building off of that. This is from four different writers, and mm, um. Okay. And it's going to be four or five different random stories, like of... mysteries okay. of him, which leads him, leads to uh, leads up to where it last left off in the comics. Okay. So it's like a prequel. The Human Target even had its own TV show for a minute on like ABC or something for a little while there. Yeah. So this this one's a prequel. It's a bunch of different uh, different artists and different writers coming together to. Uh, have like almost little one shots that may or may not intertwine to figure out what happened, how he got to where he is, where he was left off in his standalone, in his single comic. Mm-hmm. Um, next, and the last one that I have is Task Force Z. It's another group of villains going to, and it's another like Suicide Squad type comic. Uh, so instead of Task Force X, they're Task Force Z, Z. With Red Hood seeming to be the main one. <clears throat> the the face of it. And they're going off to find out why the, something... Literally the face of the cover. Either. I mean, he's like a, the, a big reflective face on the cover. He's go- They're going to figure out why um, something called the Lazarus, Lazarus Resin is being created. What other evil that uh, this international group has brought to gotham and it is a messed up looking cover too because it looks like in the reflection of his mask he he's about to be fighting like a very demonic undead version of like superman with a evil version of batman and uh wonder woman a man bat is like flying over the top so. yeah the 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 villain for this is uh powers international which apparently we're going to find out whether, like, how many assets and how many weapons they have because apparently it's going to be more than Red Hood can even handle. Red Hood and his team can handle. So I got to wonder if Z is for, like, zombies because it does look like it has a lot to do with the undead. Because if you go back to issue number one, the whole team looks like undead versions of uh, the S- Secret Six, if anything. Well, that makes sense why it's Z. And it's even Zombie. called Death Was Just the Beginning. Oh gosh! So I'm assuming it's it's an entire task force of characters that were dead, and we we get to see these dead villains brought back from the dead to fight. So that is Task Force Z. It's got Bane, Man Bat, Arkham Knight, Sundowner, Mister Bloom, Red Hood, 
And, yep, death was just the beginning. I could use a little more zombies and a little more zombies in my life. Yeah, especially from, from DC. DC doesn't cover zombies too much besides, uh, like, when they did Blackest Night. And then, aren't they doing vampires right now? They are. They're doing DC Universe versus the vampires, which is kind of almost like an extension to when they did Batman and Superman versus vampires, which is one I actually read, but I have not read anything about uh, DC Universe versus so, vampires. So that's what we have for DC today. Yeah, and that's what we have for, for mostly comics. We have a couple honorable mentions from, from a couple other companies, but we're not going to go over... Every comic, like what mostly Trey and I do with a lot of the big ones, we mostly, just because we wanted to get an episode out there, Man and I are going to cover just Marvel and DC. And I'm not as experienced in all these different companies like Trey and Crash are. And I'm working on it, so maybe I can fill in. And this in is her first go at time. podcasting in general. So. Yay! So uh, give, it, give it up for her. But we also, oh. uh, so we did want to mention a few things that are kind of honorable mentions from other companies like we wanted to bring up dynamite because i will always uh push dynamite because i love <sighs> i love yeah they have a lot of bombshell characters and one in particular is deja thoris because I've, I've been mentioning in previous episodes how much i really like the fact that they're going through all these different characters in dynamite and doing fairy tale versions of them like how they did little red riding hood for vampirella they did now Snow White with yeah. Now Deja they're doing Thoris. Snow White for Deja Thoris, and she's looking very pretty and very hot. Um, <laughs> Those are synonyms. No, pretty, pretty is <laughs> the pretty lesson. Pretty is the lesson tense. Like, oh, she's so pretty, and now hot's like, um, yeah. She's I, looking hot and spicy. That those are also synonyms, like <laughs> that's what even my, more so. That was my point. More so, pretty is can have a different connotation than hot. Sp- like hot and spicy, they're both the same word you use for food. And and then another one too is Draculina. It's up to issue number five, but uh, I mentioned in a previous episode. It's, it it seems very interesting. It's all about Draculina and her her human alter ego. Their minds get switched, so her very innocent human alter ego is now in the body and kind of like emotions and vampiric state pushing her to do all these inappropriate things <laughs> while the mind of Draculina is now in her human body and uh, is getting to see a whole new look at the world of humans and the, the creatures that she's taken for granted as basically food. So it, it's kind of a cool scenario that's happening with, with Draculina there. And then, of course, Manda loves the idea of Elvira in Horrorland. Oh my gosh, I love Elvira. She's and, so funny and charming and boobs. And so we want to mention that one. Even though there's not a new issue coming out for that one, they do have a, a variant cover for issue number three coming out today of uh, her time in the world of Alien. Yeah, she, it's her walking with a xenomorph with that looks like a little poodle, has a little pom-pom, like pink little pom-poms, like a very stereotypical cartoon poodle. And she looks adorable. She looks adorable. The Xenomorph looks adorable. $50 variant cover, but we wanted to mention it just because I I want to mention this series as much as I can because the idea of Elvira jumping from horror movie to horror movie is fantastic because it's kind of her show to begin with anyways. It's like, you know, horror movies and her and being in Hollywood and stuff. So it's her jumping from horror movie to horror movie. And the next one up is going to be... the Nightmare on Elm Street. That's, oh that's where she's I going next. I need to get all the covers for that. That's <clears throat> Nightmare on Elm Street. It's my favorite, plus Elvira. It's a win-win situation. 
And then we also have Nyx, which is up to issue number nine. And Nyx is the daughter of the uh, god of chaos and uh, human. So she's got like, she's a demigod of chaos, basically. And she, she has the ability to turn into this demonic being of pure flame and consume people. And she's Gosh. like fighting that as well. And it's kind of a cool storyline. Besides that, too, I mentioned Pantha um, in a previous episode as well. And, and an adorable um, cover for, for the very first issue of that. And it's a storyline of Panther, who's been around for millennia. She's she's um, been cursed by the gods to uh, turn into a panther at times, and uh, she's immortal, and she she just wants that to go away. So she's willing to do anything at, at all costs to appease the gods and and get back her humanity and eventually die and get rid of this curse that they cursed her with. And so it's a storyline of her trying to win back her freedom. Basically, we also have Samurai so- Sonia which is a samurai version of Red Sonia, which I love the idea of in general. It is literally Red Sonia, but in a samurai form. So a whole new theme of outfits she gets to wear. Which I mentioned too, because uh, <clears throat> something newsworthy is the fact that they have started production on the new Red Sonia movie. Yeah. They even have three actors now tapped to play the three different characters of Red Sonia, her evil sister, and uh, the main man love interest in the movie. So... They have the three actors already chosen. They're like young adult actors to play the play the roles, and if it's successful enough, then they could keep them to continue playing them. For that'd the be future. that'd be nice. No Arnold Schwarzenegger. Aww. Yeah. Maybe I'll make a cameo. But uh, those are those are kind of honorable mentions that we had for for Dynamite, and then I know that um, Amanda had one that she wanted to mention for IDW. Yeah, um, it is TMNT Armageddon game. Uh, opening moves number one and two number one came out in july but number two is coming out this week and um it's mostly focused on the shredder i don't again i don't know much too much about it but i know that it has uh it has leatherhead with a krang in his stomach so he's leather krang so if you know anything about uh, um, tmnt you know that krang are the mind controlling little brain aliens and they and, normally are right there, like, in the stomach of, of a big android that looks like a bald baby. Yeah, in the old show, and then in the new one, it's, like, complete, like, android, skinny, like, little lanky thing. Krang. Um, and they're still in the, be- in the belly. Yeah, all they say is really Krang, unless they're extra intelligent. Or, yeah, or, uh, they, or they talk, but they or use... Or the queen. They, they speak in very broken, weird English, that, and they, they say the same thing over and over, just the in Krang different ways. The Krang wants to do... It sounds like Mojo Jojo, but of... Yeah. But saying Krang instead. So, um, yeah, but in this one, it's... They're in the stomach of Leatherhead, who is this crocodile from from the mythos of TMNT. And and right now it's mostly about Shredder, and he's trying to and he's trying to find a way to take down uh, the Rat King's deadly, latest deadliest deadly gambit. Yeah, I think I think what they're doing with the storyline is is making Shredder the good guy and making the the Rat King. That's probably Splinter. And, yeah, probably. And I, I don't. I'm not sure. I'm, I'm assuming Armageddon game is is from the point of view of of Shredder being being the good guy and and being the parents of three different ninja turtles i need to i need to pick up this yes since our children are named after the ninja turtles for those of you that don't know trey and crash weren't doing the podcast at the time of the first uh issue yeah i didn't know it existed until just now see so our podcast bring brings that knowledge to the masses and you know to the masses of like 12 people but especially you, know, you me. twelve people, you would not have known about these comics unless we mentioned them to you, probably, and unless you Google things. <laughs> but don't do that. Listen to our podcast instead. Please, um, <laughs> please. 
Oh, and it's Trey. He'll be back. He'll be back ne- next week. And it's not his fault. It's not anyone's fault. It's just work happens and makes it where our scheduling conflicts occur. And we are not able to record together. And so maybe we can start doing this from time to time. Or even, even he can put out an episode of, of Crash and Trey with... Uh, his brother with Brandon. Brandon and Trey. Instead, it'll, it can be a um, comic book day with Brandon and Trey. Put put an episode out of, of that sometime if, if him and I aren't able to record. But um, next week's episode should definitely be him and I together, I believe, if scheduling works out. And... Preferably, it would be Crash and Trey for comic book day. And then and Crash and I will be working on a Crash Course in Comics. Yes, so we so... are, we are going to be getting the Crash Course in Comics so look forward to that. Crash Course in Comics will be coming out on the 3rd, like we mentioned, uh, all about Namor. Yeah. And uh, that that basically sums it up for new comics this week. Um, so what have you read recently, Amanda? Well, I've been... Because re- I will tell you guys, guess what? Big surprise. I have not read a single thing. But Amanda at least has read stuff. I didn't get to read that much this week because I've had a lot... Of, I, I, hurt my, I, got, I hurt myself this week and been trying to take care of the kids and limping around. But I did get to read um, a small comic called uh, Strange Tales uh, She-Hulk Inf- Infinity Comics. It's a Marvel Unlimited exclusive. And she had to defend a ghost for, like that's, that was stuck in purgatory. Because <laughs> if, if you don't know, she is an attorney at law. And She-Hulk is, and that is primarily what her comics even are, too. I mean, she, she obviously fights people. She's she's a good fighter. She's also kind of a slut, sleeps with a lot of people, in a good way, though. Not not dissing her in any way, because that's one of her best assets, is the fact that she's very openly... She's not slay. She's sexually adventurous. Active. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah she's, been, she, she's made her way around a lot of characters on, in Marvel. Uh, but, but she's fun, she breaks the fourth wall, and she's an attorney at law predominantly because she tries to keep her career active yeah, so, and so she was <laughs> covering so, a, a ghost yes yeah, so this this little girl has been trapped inside this library for 150 years or something like that 130 to to years go to court for the murder of three people or something yeah and they said that this little girl killed killed multiple people and and so she hulk she decides that uh or what she figures out um that Children under the age of 13, the largest sentence that they can get is life in prison, which is 25 years. And so this little girl being dead, she um, they she froze to death inside that library um, during a huge snowstorm back in the day. So she's been stuck here as, as and this was like her prison. So they're saying that she, she will convince the uh, judge, the skeletal looking dude that she served her sentence being stuck in the library for 130 years she wins the case and that trying to trying her again um is double jeopardy and he can't do that so Mm. then she so everything seems like she got the little girl off free and that everything was innocent but it turns out this little girl she did kill three people she killed like her mom and her dad and neighbor or something and um blackheart i don't remember who black exactly who blackheart is he's um son of someone recurring character recurring comics like a death sort of character um still sent her to hell anyway because she did kill three people it even showed like a flash of her with hedge clippers going (laughs) killing people killing people and the little evil girl one of the most fun parts of this was that she hulk she had to be dressed in like these old like pilgrimage looking 
like clothes and she's like <laughs> ripping out of them because she's like oh this is so uncomfortable and she she was so proud of herself to find out that like to figure out how to get her off free and get her out of purgatory oh she's but she ended up just writing it off and getting um there's a bunch of sulfur on her clothes she's like well she got sent to hell anyway i guess uh none of this mattered and then she just walked out of the uh she just walked out of the library like nothing ever happened and Blackheart is is uh, created by Mephisto. He's a demon created by Mephisto with He's a lot of. Um, they said he was considered to be a son. I think Mephisto's son. Yeah. Well, yeah. He, being created by him, yeah. But. Um. Then I read a little bit about Namor. Just a uh, just a few things because I do because my part of a Crash Course in comics is mostly being told about stuff and and playing on learning and, alongside you guys. Learning alongside you guys. She plays the part of the audience. But I. I do like to do a little bit of research, so I'm not completely out of the loop when it yeah. comes to him. You so, want to know a bit about the character while you're finding out the history. So I was reading I was reading about a little bit of the Golden Age history of him. You can throw in your own So I have a, information. Li- a little bit of information. Stuff that I won't know. Throw in. But I'm not going to spoil that because you will be able to hear that on But you did read September something 3rd. about Miles Morales. I did read a uh, what if it was the one before the um, it was the before mis- or after it was it was, it was before uh, okay. the mistaken Thor Miles yeah the the the, the Miles Morales what if that character, got a lot of uh, flack because because it was a um, terribly bad caricatured version of uh, of the black community that was poorly written and. Uh, the writer even came out and apologized for and it should have been written by someone else and it shouldn't have been written the way it was and so she wrote she read a different what if uh, with miles morales though instead of him being what if what if miles morales had been thor it's what if miles morales had become hulk Uh, Hulk. and so it's it's a single issue like a lot of the what ifs are um and it was it was showing him like the origin of how he became hulk and instead of um Miles finds out that Prow- that Prowler is his uncle at one point or another in like, in the comics and in, just like in the comics yeah. and but this way he finds a, instead of getting bitten by a spider at um his uncle's house he finds out he finds out that his uncle has um, radioactive material that's how he finds out he's doing illegal things mm-hmm. and um, when he sees a spider crawling on his arm freaks he, out he freaks out and goes to hit it and he knocks over that radioactive material. Which causes him to breathe in these this like gamma sort of like smoke thing. I'm not entirely yeah. sure what it is, but their it, weird way of explaining it, how he becomes the Hulk. It, and it caused him to Hulk out and big green. That's still one of my favorite scenes of of Into the Spider Verse is when he gets bit by the spider and he and and they make it seem so climactic. They're like, oh my gosh, the, the, here's the spider bite, and then he just smacks the spider. Yeah, away. Anti, very anticlimactic. <laughs> I love that because then they just move on from that like. Okay, I got bit. Big deal. And then, um, so he's he's going to a therapist. Uh, and the therapist is uh, another Hulk. Yeah, it's um uh, Samson, right? Yeah, Doctor Samson. And he gets his powerful. Well, if you know from, from 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 the Marvel comics, normally, yeah, Samson has that long what blue hair, I believe, green. or green green hair. Yeah, he he gets his powers from his hair, just like Samson from like biblical stories, and just another Hulk character. Yeah, so he's trying to work out his problems with him, trying to figure out, um, like. 
what he's going to do next, what he's going to do about uh, about it. Is he still? Is he? Is he do always it? the Hulk, or does yeah. he Hulk out like regular he's Hulk? He's super or? sensitive. Okay. He like Hulk's out in class. Like his transformation. Well, he's a teenager. His transformation isn't too exaggerated, but um, it showed one um, at one point he's talking to a girl in class asking if. He, um, asking if they wanted to study after school and she said ew no why would I want to study with you and then his he ended up telling his roommate because his roommate's the one saving Bitch, him all the time you angry Come, you won't like me when ju- I'm angry jumping up on his back covering his head with his hood and trying to get him out of there as fast as so possible so this is this is Miles Morales if he existed within the world of Disney's going you know, turning red or yeah pretty or, much yeah. it's turning red meets Miles Morales yeah and then um but you, you end up finding out that um he did like he he seems like he hasn't hurt anyone with um with his transformations but he does end up hurting someone because when when you see prowler he's try he's taking what was left of the radioactive material to his boss he said i don't want to do this anymore i'm not going to hold on to it any longer than i have to and he's trying to he's trying to give up everything because he wants to set a better example for miles after miles this is uncle Dad. found out yes yeah. um uh, first of all, he shoots he shoots the box of radioactive material that he hands back to the people that he's mm-hmm. working for, turns the other guy into abomination. Of course. And then and it actually is abomination from the comics, yeah. anyways. Too it's it's yeah. the same it's same same character, just a different origin as to how he became. Yeah. And then abomination abomination kills Prowler, and what does uh, Miles as Hulk do? kills abomination and it's not right yeah it's it's not just like oh he's gonna be back it's he's defeated for now he's beaten to a pulp he has all over his face no face no miles has all of abomination all over his his face face. (laughs) it was kind of upsetting yeah Yeah, well i mean yeah and he and um teenage kid watches his uncle get murdered yeah finally admitting to that to samson uh was really a turning point at the end of the at the end of the comic for him to be able to accept that as police are coming in the door <laughs> that he really messed up and Turning that point. this is where he's uh, now he after he got that off his chest he's able to be the hero that he head towards being a hero that he needs to be murdered someone Hulk. it's no biggie yeah but all right so that that is what what has been read at least for the two of us trey has probably really read like 30 comics in the today. past two weeks or today even <laughs> And uh, we'll hear about them uh, next week's episode, and I'm sure we won't hear about all of them, obviously, but the, the most important ones he'll want to talk about, we'll, we'll hear from him next week uh, when he'll be back. And so, uh, as we always kind of uh, tend to do toward the end, we want you guys to go check out uh, our Instagrams, check out our, our social medias, fi- find us on, on all the different outlooks, like uh, go to Instagram and find um, Crash Course and Comics, our new podcast it's in the very beginnings of its life on instagram so check it out follow it it could definitely use the follows it could definitely use the views go go there check it out stay tuned on it to find out all information on it for when the podcast is going to be coming out and when we're going to be putting out new episodes we'll put out a cool picture for for the new characters we're going to be doing new the next episodes on and then of course uh find crash and trey on instagram find a uh, comic day crash or Trey's King, you can find Manda on Instagram as Manda Bear Crafts. Or I also have just um, bunch. I have three, so <laughs> you Manda. can find her across there. And um, she's tagged in a lot of our posts because she's kind of our uh, digital 
guru who kind of fix, fixes up all of our uh, uh, pictures, does all of our comic book versions of us. And I would not say guru, but thank you. But that's kind of what she is. She, she's a good artist, she's a digital artist. Um, she mentioned Manda Bear's Crafts. Find Manda Bear's Crafts on uh, on Instagram, but also find it on Etsy. If you go to Etsy, you can find her shop. Soon she'll have comic I, comic book day with Crash and Trey memorabilia. And I'm things currently like that. working on it. They have mentioned it multiple times, but I finally have been able to get around to it. Yeah, our lives are busy. You'll find a bunch of different things on there. Mostly it's Mass Effect stuff right now because we want a giant Mass Effect kick. But if you like Mass Effect, go to that page. You'll find a lot of cool stuff. Woo! But uh, there's a lot of cool stuff on there. Um, she's going to put out more for Halloween time. Uh, check out uh, our website that we just kind of recently started. It's www.biggestlittlepodcasts.com because that's going to be our overarching banner of all of our podcasts. They're all going to be under the name of biggestlittlepodcasts.com. Because we live in the biggest like, little city. So all yeah. So any anything Biggest Little Podcasts are going to be like um, Crash Course and Comics, Comic Book Day with Crash and Trey. We might put, come up with a couple other podcasts we want to start doing. It's just going to be a whole family of podcasts under the name Biggest Little Podcasts. And uh, so... Go check out all those. Find us on, on a bunch of different mediums. You can find us on Twitter. We're rarely active on there, though, but it's the same thing. It's it's Comic Day Crash, Comic Day Tray, Crash and Tray. So find us on there. You can you can try to hit us up on any of those. Give us some feedback. Give us some ideas for characters you might want to hear on on a Crash Course in Comics, and we will do our best to hit those up. Go and listen to Hard to Entertain. That's Brandon and, and Trey's entertainment podcast on all their movies, like we mentioned earlier. They just put out another episode on that, so go go listen to that. See what Trey's been up to in the past two weeks, and of course, uh, as always, uh, try to come back. And in the meantime, don't be a dick. Please don't be a dick. Yeah, nobody 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 likes likes it when you come up to them and you treat them like trash and you don't even know what they've been going through themselves. So treat everybody with kindness. Don't be a dick. And spread some love. And. always come back come back and listen next week we'll have another episode out we're going to try to do another episode no matter what every week it might not always be the same two people but it's going to be a comic book day with Crash and Trey so come back next week please yeah